You know what they say, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. Would you agree? I've learned that lesson over and over. And I have a personal story to share with you on our next episode about a choice I had in response to what God allowed in my life. But today, I have a special guest, Carla Aghetto, wife, mom, lawyer, speaker, healthy living event facilitator, and daughter of the king, who candidly shares her story about the perspective to pursue relentless gratitude, even when her plans got interrupted. I know you'll be inspired and happy to learn the lessons God taught her without having to go through the pain that she did. So get ready to be blessed, challenged, and moved to action. Hey, busy girl, welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast. Do you wish you were able to actually follow through on intentions and know where God wants you to focus? Do you find yourself looking up daily routines, time management, or life balance? Do you try to stick to your priorities, but find yourself overwhelmed and overcommitted because you said yes yet again? That's not the life he intends for you. Hey, I'm Lissa. Christian time management coach, priorities protector, and recovering to-do list girl. And I get it. I filled my plate with all the things and felt stretched too thin and only half present. I wanted to say no without the guilt so I could be available for what mattered most. But I felt like I didn't have enough time, energy, or self-discipline to make it all happen. Then God led me to manage my time with faith as a foundation. On this podcast, you'll discover how to know what he's called you to, Make the best use of your time and overcome distractions so you can be more present and lovingly say no. It's time to give your best time and attention to what matters in this season and in light of eternity. Grab something to sip and open up your heart and calendar. I'm about to show you how to redeem your time with God at the center of it all. You ready? Hey friend, I'm so glad you're here because this is something we haven't done for a while. Actually, it's been nearly a year since I brought a guest on the show. In the future, you're going to hear more often from some amazing women who will speak to what we talk about on the podcast. So stay tuned and especially lean in today because you're going to get to learn from my good friend, Carla, whose ability to laugh in the midst of tragedy will have you smiling and crying at the same time too. Will you help me give her a warm, redeem her time welcome by leaving a five-star rating and review of this podcast and sharing what you've learned from the show? When you do that, more women can find the hope and truth that you and I talk about in this podcast all the time and also hear Carla's story. It really does make a big difference in getting seen by more busy Christian women who too want to be faith-led in how they use their time. And it lets me know what you're loving. I'll even give you permission to multitask and go do it now. As long as you're still listening, wink, wink. Before we get into her story and the lessons in it for us, this is a really big day that I'm celebrating as we kick off the Redeem Her Time group coaching program today. Woohoo! And good news, it's not too late to join us. In fact, if you want to choose a right perspective about your time and make that your new normal, the number one key is to hang out with others who are doing the same thing. Because let's be honest, most of the world is going the other direction, choosing to compare and complain. That's why it's so important to put yourself in the right environment. Because like we always say around here, we're better together. I'm reading a book right now called The Common Rule, 
Habits of Purpose for an Age of Distraction by Justin Whitmill Early. And I was just reading about being intentional in our relationships, especially with others who are like-minded. And when I read this, I thought of you, the Redeem Her Time community. It said, vulnerability and time turn people who have a relationship into people who have a friendship. That's what friendship is, vulnerability across time. And that's what the group coaching program is all about. Vulnerability over 12 weeks together that will turn us into close friends as we do the work in our hearts and calendars and challenge one another to choose an eternal and grateful perspective around our time. So if you're looking for real life change inside of real relationships, we'd love to welcome you as a Redeem Her Time program sister. And since the week one modules just unlocked today, I decided to keep the doors open and extend the 20% off flash sale in case you've been sitting on the fence or just distracted, LOL. (laughs) If that's you, you definitely need to be in on this. And if you're still not sure, just know the next group is not opening again till August. So why waste all that time in the months between now and then? Let's start getting your time back. I promise you'll be so glad you did. Go grab your spot at redeemhertime.com forward slash coaching. And remember, multitask, but keep listening. Speaking of friends and learning alongside one another, let me introduce you to my friend Carla, who's got a lot on her plate in life, and it's all about making the best use of her time too, even if that means embracing the unexpected. Because she's here as living proof that your perspective really does make all the difference. So as we talk about our perspective on time, it's really important to see it as a gift from God, like all of it, even when life doesn't go as planned or when we have unexpected interruptions, because here's the thing, they're going to happen, right? So we can choose to react or we can choose to respond from personal experience. I recommend the latter. And to help you see a real life example of how to do this, I've invited my friend Carla on the podcast today to share about what happened with her time and the gift that God had in it when she chose the right perspective. So Carla, welcome to the show today. Take a quick minute to introduce yourself and tell our audience, like what typically fills your time in the season that you're in? Thank you so much for having me here, Alyssa. This is incredible. Um, As you said, my name is Carla Aghetto. I'm an attorney by trade, so I've got a trial happening next week. (laughs) I'm still representing clients in my everyday legal practice. Um, But because I'm also a wife and a mom, you know, I decided to launch out as a wellness mindset coach for professional women who need to reclaim their power through wellness. So I spend my time curating wellness retreats um, and other events that are there to support professional women um, in high stakes, high stress, high responsibility careers um, so that they can have a foundation of wellness in mind, body, and spirit. I love And that. yeah, when you ask what keeps me busy, I definitely <laughs> think about my three littles. <laughs> right? Can't forget them because yeah. that's so important. And, you know, just as I'm listening to you talk and I'm thinking about the people who are listening, some of the women listening are those high, you know, like successful women who are building businesses and careers. And others of them are ones who are just as busy and just as much in need of health and wellness in mind, body, and spirit 
just because this is life, right? And this is the life we're in. And there are a lot of things that that compete for our attention. So I'm curious, with everything you have on your plate, are you a planner when it comes to your time? I am, right? What I like to do is plan about 40% and live 60%. Oh, I like that. Because, you know, my kids, you know, I've got a little guy who's turning nine this week, um, a seven-year-old and a two-year-old. So there's only so much planning you can do with them involved, right? Um, And if things don't go perfect, then you end up frustrated and overwhelmed. And that's not, um, you know, the type of energy that you want to bring into your life or into theirs. (laughs) So I say plan 40 and live 60. (laughs) No, I love that. And it's, it's leaving that margin, right? It's, it's creating that space to be able to really be present, which is what we talk about all the time in this podcast. Because if we're so structured, we're not going to even notice, right? The little one at our feet or, you know, the, the other, um, the other person that comes across our path. And, you know, so whether, whether the women who are listening have littles at home or they're like me, where right now my house is my own, my kids are all gone and I don't have little feet pitter pattering all the time. I think we all do have interruptions to our plans, right? Like, cause that's just life. Like we, we have, you know, great ideas and great goals and dreams. And we talk a lot about having with God, you know, plans. So we're not just doing it on our own and yet life still happens. So I know that you've got a really interesting story about a recent interruption that you had to the plans that you made. So tell us a little about, about that. Cause I know that that uh, instigated you writing a book about it. Yes. So um, we, we talk about these littles, right? At that time, I, I had two boys. Um, they were five and three, I believe at the time. And um, I took them to the park, right? Trying to be a present mom, trying to be available, trying to lean into motherhood. I did have my laptop with me and we did get some work done in, under the tree, right? But then <laughs> the boys saw the ice skating rink. And let's be clear, this is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving in Houston, Texas. Okay. And so it was like maybe 72 degrees outside. (laughs) I know. I'm from the Midwest. When I hear ice skating rink, I'm like, why are you sitting under a tree? (laughs) But okay, you're in Texas, so that helps us understand this. Yes, we're literally at the park with no jackets, no coats, no boots, right? Um, But they've brought the ice skating rink out to try to make us all feel like the holiday season is coming. (laughs) So part of that context is just that, you know, there was a little bit of water on top of the ice, right? Mm -hmm. So um, sure, guys, we can go ice skating. And my original plan was to let them do the skating and I do the watching. Mm but I kept seeing them fall and all of these little girls were helping them up, you know, some teens and tweens. And I thought, well, that's cool, but I should be out there helping them. So my first note to us is don't make any decisions motivated by guilt. Ah, yes. we, talk about, we talk about expectations and obligations here all the time and how often we do things because of what other people think that we should do or we, we think we have to do, right? Exactly. Yes. I felt all these eyes burning on me about how I should be out there having a good time and helping my boys on that ice. 
But those little teens and tweens were doing a good job and they have the flexibility to recover from whatever <laughs> happens out uh, there. I, I can sense Whereas, what's coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whereas I um, went one lap around clinging to the side with my children. And then my three-year-old decided that he didn't really want to cooperate with whatever the situation was. And we both failed. Uh-oh. He, <laughs> he did just fine. I, well, after I pulled my dress down from flying over my head, right? Because right. we weren't dressed to go ice skating. Um, I couldn't um, put pressure on that leg. Ah. And I sure did army crawl off of the ice mm. and had to go to urgent care to deal with a broken leg. Ah. So yeah, that was the interruption to the plan. That was literally the day before Thanksgiving when moms everywhere are standing at a stove making dinner. My parents were coming in from out of town, all of that. Um, And forgive me if you can hear sounds in the background. My (laughs) little people are busy uh, not following the the quiet instruction. That's okay. We're going to welcome interruptions right now, right? This is is what God's teaching us. (laughs) So... Okay, so life happens, whether it's a broken leg or whether it's a little one, you know, but barging in when we're uh, recording a podcast or whatever your interruption is in life. But I want to ask you, like, you know, as you're laying there, uh, as you're thinking about your Thanksgiving plans and, you know, what you had intended to do and what your great ideas were and all that, like, how was your attitude at first about how you were going to need to spend your time now instead of how you had intended or wanted or planned to spend it? You know, my first thought was like, my first thought was, this is crazy, right? <laughs> How am I having a broken leg in my, um, you know, in my late thirties, right? For the very first time, like, sure, I had fractured my finger before a hairline fracture, but this was my first real break. Um, and I just could not believe it. Um, but you know, the other part of me was just really thankful because my husband was right there in less than 10 minutes, you know, was able to take us to urgent care. There was no wait whatsoever. My parents showed up and went into action, taking care of me, did a beautiful Thanksgiving dinner. You know, the whole thing just shifted. Mm. Right. So I have to say in that moment, (laughs) we kind of defaulted to laughter and poking fun, right? And making the most of it. My my parents really, my dad really taught us how to laugh, right? Um, And so having them around right away was just an incredible blessing. So it was after they left and Uh after the fun of Thanksgiving, (laughs) right? And after I had my surgery, right, Um, that, you know, my husband is alone with his two small children and his invalid wife, right, that you start to really think this is a bad break. (laughs) Right. When life really sets in and you're starting to realize the realities of it. Now, as you're telling the story, I just want to let you know you are not alone. My first break was in my 40s. We were roller skating with a church group 
a little girl had all of a sudden darted in front of me on the roller rink and I was trying to avoid her, right? Like any good adult would do. And sure enough, fell and broke my wrist. And it was New Year's Eve. And I had a big goal with my network marketing business at the time to fulfill that night. So I didn't let it stop me. I came home and still got my orders in, still hit that goal. And the next day went, you know, I think this thing is broken. Maybe I need to go get it looked at. And then, you know, had a cast on for for several weeks after that. So I can totally hear your pain, right? Right. But I love that your response was not like, you know, what was laughter, right? Instead of like being upset or whatever else would come out um, because life now suddenly had made a turn, you know, because that we always have a choice, right? And how we respond and our perspective and our choice is going to make a big difference on how we go through that interruption, whether it's just for a few seconds or minutes with, you know, somebody walking in the room or whether it's for the next weeks or months, because now you're on the couch with, you know, a leg that's healing from surgery and trying to get your strength back. So I know you have a book coming out. Uh, and I, I was really struck by the fact that you really address this idea of relentless gratitude, like giving thanks for everything, including breaking your leg. <laughs> and I know that in your book, you share some lessons that God taught you while he had your attention on the couch. I think sometimes in order to get the attention of doers like you and me and like some of our listeners, like he's got to put us flat on our back or flat on our rear, <laughs> right? So that he can actually- Absolutely. Say, now you'll listen to me. So to give us a sneak peek. Don't tell us the whole book because you know then we don't have to go read it, but maybe kind of share maybe like a couple of lessons that, you know, that God really taught you that you're still carrying with you even now with a leg that's, you know, functioning just fine. Oh, I love that. You know, I say that he sat me down, right? You had to be sat down. <laughs> so the book is um, Gifts from a Broken Leg, Six mm-hmm. Lessons of Relentless Gratitude in the Midst of bad of a Bad Break. And it really was while I was laying on the couch with six weeks of recovery after the surgery, right, with my leg elevated, that God started to download this to me. And one of the first ones, I think the very first one, was this eye idea of a line of sight, right? I was able to see this little three-year-old and five-year-old in a whole different way ah, because you they were, were on lower. eye level. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> They're on eye level, yeah. you know, and, and, and it occurred to me, really came home to me when the three-year-old little rambunctious little guy, which by the way, he's going to be the CEO of a company one day. I, I guarantee it. <laughs> Okay. Um, he's my engineer, designer. He's designing costumes all the time, cutting his clothes so that he can create something new, markers, tape, all of this, right? Clay, everything. Um, but at three, oh gosh, he's insufferable, right? <laughs> you can't tell him anything. Very, you know, disobedient and rambunctious. And that day, uh, he was just in one of his moments. And I would normally have given him this really stern talking to, right? Um, but he kind of looked at me when I told him to stop and assess the situation. Like, looks like there's nothing she can do. And so All right, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Try to tell me what to do. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I hugged that little boy. Uh, I hugged him quietly, gently hugged him you know 
not a death grip, okay? An right. actual hug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not a, I'm going to hold you down and be your seatbelt. I ha- I've had to do that before, but yeah. <laughs> and it just shifted the whole experience. You wow. know, he softened. He became more compliant, more engaged, more loving. It was incredible. It was a different boy than I had seen, you know, since he was a really little guy, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that line of sight being the first lesson that was downloaded sticks with me. You know, I'm certainly not perfect in juggling, you know, work and and home business and, Mm -hmm. and family, right? Not the perfect mom, but I'm beyond grateful for that lesson. And it, and I hold it in my heart. It's something that, that keeps going with me. Yeah, for sure. Do you have another one you want to share? Yes. So another one of the um, lessons that I'll share is just about connection. And I think that one is um, probably always going to go with me uh, when I talk about the book, because it's so simple and and yet elusive for us, right? The idea of spending quality time with someone, Uh looking them in their eye, putting your phone down, detaching from technology to just be fully present, right? To build real meaningful connections with people. Um, And this one is related to the friends from church and high school and work that came to visit me you know, while my leg was elevated and I was stuck on that couch, right? Um, the depth of our connection was different. And even phone calls that lasted a little longer wow. or we lingered and, and laughed a little harder, right? Happened during that time. And again, another thing you want to take into every aspect of your life is the depth of connection, reducing distraction to increase connection. That's what we've been talking about. We recently finished the Redeem Her Phone Time uh, challenge series. And yeah, when when our heads are down and we're on our phones, we're not seeing the people and things right around us. And then if we're connecting with them, it's like, you know, at the surface level, uh, because our brain is, you know, is over here. And, And honestly, most of what's going on on our phones is really not that important uh, and not that important in the moment. Right. So I love that. And I love that you had friends who like, you know, came and visited you. Cause I think you're right. Like, you know, we have this digital age, we can connect with people anywhere, but there's something about being in the same room. There's something about, you know, like sitting right across from each other and sharing the same space that just really builds that relationship. So absolutely. that's amazing. I don't want you to give away too much. I know you've got six lessons. You've kind of already like introed two of them for us. And I want to make sure we will link to your new book in the show notes. Um, so that way people can go and read the rest of your story and the other lessons that God taught you, um, you know, and all of that today. So where is the best place for them to go and find your book? Tell us the title again, uh, and then tell us the best place to go and find it. Awesome. And again, Lisa, I'm so grateful to you in this time. Um, the title of the book is Gifts from a Broken Leg, Six Lessons of Relentless Gratitude in the Midst of a Bad Break. And you can find it on Amazon. Um, it's been incredible to to self-publish and, and work through Amazon uh, to get this book into the hands of folks who need it. But you can also go to my website and click directly in from there um, and see some of the other things that I'm up to. It's CarlaJAghetto.com. K-A-R-L-A-J 
A-G-H-E-D-O.com. Would love to have you um, come there and learn more about what I'm up to. And then would love to have you following me on social. I'm, I'm active on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Good. Well, we'll make sure to link that in the show notes because I mean, whether it's a broken leg or whether it's, you know, just a broken heart or whether it's just a broken plan or idea, right? We all have these interruptions. And sometimes I think those are the exact times that God has ordained because it's when he has our attention, right? So before we finish up today, I want you like, I'm just thinking of that woman who's listening today, whose life is not going according to plan, right? So if you could say one thing to her, Uh, to help her to choose to have relentless gratitude and see all of her time as a gift from God, what would you say to her? Oh my goodness. You know, I want you to be clear about what I mean by relentless gratitude. It's this idea of looking for God's hand in everything Mm. because he tells us in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything, give thanks. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So if that's true from his word, then it's my job to look for the everything. Look for the thing I can give thanks for in every single situation. And I know it seems a little unrealistic to pop up off the ice with a broken leg and just go, hee hee, ha ha, no big deal, no problem, Right. And it is unrealistic, right? but what I'm hoping that we can do is reduce our recovery time, Mm -hmm. right? From bad break, difficult situation, or interruption of our time to seeing where God intended this for my good. Just having the recovery time be reduced. It's okay to feel frustrated. You've got to, and be honest about that. If you try to hide that or like, put a bandaid over it. You'll be carrying around resentment for a long time. You know, that's not helpful to your spiritual, emotional, or physical well-being, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if we can reduce the recovery time mm-hmm. to where we start to really look for his hand in the situation, that's winning. And wow. I'm all about that. I love that. And then we're getting the gift he had in that in that experience for us instead of missing it. I feel like When we choose the opposite, I'm thinking in my head, the opposite of relentless gratitude is constant complaining, right? Like, (laughs) and who wants to be around somebody that's constantly complaining? And we're certainly not going to be open to learning, right? Lessons or seeing gifts. And we're just going to miss an opportunity and just become bitter and resentful for whatever that interruption was in our life. And so when we can see our time as a gift and know that God is the author of it all, he knows all of our days before even one of them came to be and he has a purpose in all of it, then we can choose to be thankful in all things and, and then share that, you know, that the difference that makes as we go through hard things with other people who don't know him. So thank you so much for sharing your story, for giving us some tangible, just practical lessons that we can um, learn from your experience. I certainly don't want to break my leg to be on a couch to learn these things, but I'm happy to learn them from you and from what you're sharing in this book. So I encourage those of you listening Go check out Carla's book, um, you know, go see what she's doing because she really does have a heart for the Lord, for her family and to help women have wellness in body, mind and spirit. So thanks so much, Carla, for being here. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Have an amazing day. All right. Wow. That was really moving, even though Carla wasn't. <laughs> no pun intended. 
because even as Carla was forced to sit still on the couch, God had a purpose and a plan to teach her lessons she could not have learned anywhere else. I just love the part about being lower in space, allowing her to look her son in the eye and fulfill one of the greatest commandments, to love others more and more. And most importantly, she learned to love God more and more by looking for his hand in everything. That's a lesson that she and all of us can take off the couch and into our lives. Maybe you've had a broken leg too, or maybe you've had a broken relationship or a broken dream or a broken life. What lessons might God have for you while he has your attention? How can you be relentlessly grateful even in the midst of heartache and pain? It's easy to think when watching someone on social or listening to them on a podcast that their life is perfect and always has been. But I'm here to tell you that's not true. We are all sinful people living in a world broken by sin. And yet, God can and will redeem it for his glory and our good. One passage that always comforts and challenges me in difficult times is 2 Corinthians 1, 3-7, which starts off this way. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Did you hear the word comfort in there? He says it five times. What is it that we need most when we are afflicted? Comfort. But notice, it's not just a cozy blanket and a warm cup of soup. It's the kind of comfort our soul truly needs. Who is it from? The God of all comfort. When does he give it? In all our affliction. Why does he give it? So that we can comfort those who are hurting with the comfort that we have received from him. You see, his comfort to us is not just for us. It's for others. And the only way that we can experience this comfort is when we experience pain. Now, hear me on this. I'm not saying you should go pray for affliction so you can experience his comfort. But when, not if, you do, gratefully receive his comfort and then generously share it with others. Because Carla can comfort those who have a broken leg while trying to raise littles and run a business in a way that I can't. And I can comfort those who have a broken relationship because someone they love is struggling with a mental health challenge in a way that she can't. I'll share that story in the next episode. Why? Because as we experience those trials and tragedies, we also experienced his comfort. And just like that cozy blanket and warm cup of soup, we can accept it or reject it. It's all in your perspective. Now, while I'm sure Carla wouldn't have chosen a broken leg and I wouldn't have chosen a broken relationship, I can speak for both of us in that we are both eternally grateful for the lessons God had for us even in the midst of it. So how are you choosing to have a relentlessly grateful perspective on your time, even when headaches and heartaches come your way? We can't do it on our own. We can only choose joy because it's the fruit of the, his spirit in us. So let's invite him into our pain. Dear God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, you are the father of mercies and God of all comfort. Thank you that you offer us comfort in all our afflictions. We confess there have been times when we've turned you away with a cold heart that refused to be grateful for the gift that you were giving us. Give us a new heart 
a heart of flesh that not only embraces your comfort, but turns around and offers it to others. In the midst of our affliction, cause us to not just look at ourselves and our circumstances, but to look up at you and your purposes, and even around at others and their trials. May we always look for your hand at work, even in the unexpected and uninvited challenges of life. To you be the glory as we wait for that day described in Revelation 21, when he will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall it be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Until then, may we choose to be relentlessly grateful in everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, my friends. Now, who can you go comfort right now with the comfort that you have received from God? And who will you be vulnerable with over time so that you can grow in how you view your time and how you use it? Come join the Redeemer Time Group Coaching Program before the doors close for good. You can grab your spot at redeemhertime.com forward slash coaching. And don't forget to use the code FLASH20 to get 20% off before it expires. Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need to do what he has called you to in this season and in light of eternity. Follow his example to create a rightly ordered schedule and a rightly ordered heart because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real-life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing, together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.